States Championship just days after you won it. We actually haven't seen too much of you around here, but now given yeah, this... I know, Renee. I, uh, I think I've been a little more selective with picking my spots finding opportunities and somehow here we are another opportunity and I live for this I, I love this I love it and it's about doing what I was put on this planet to do performing that ring no one no one does what I can do. No one is better than me. No one will outshine me. And Sammy and Kevin, they know that. They know that more than anyone else. And that's why those cowards, they attack me from behind because they know what I'm capable of. They know that I won't be stopped, but it's going to take a hell of a lot more than that to stop me. The reason I'm here right now, the only reason I am standing here, the reason I'm back, is for one thing only, one thing that's eluded me my entire career, one thing. I want a main event WrestleMania. And I'll be damned if I don't walk in there as WWE champion. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, love is in the air. Can you feel it? Uh, yeah, I can feel the love tonight. It's the love between you and I and uh, our love for wrestling, our love for doing the world's most popular wrestling podcast, and it's Valentine's Day, yeah, Justin, and I, here we are. I feel the love tonight. It is where we are. This is us. This is Top Marks. <laughs> uh, we're doing this again. Still doing the This Is Us bit, yeah, eh? Not, not retiring it as of yet. I feel like it still has some legs left. Now, This Is Us is a show about love, right? I think so. So thematically, today being Valentine's Day, uh, maybe this should be a This Is Us podcast. No, I don't think we should do that. It would be foolish to perhaps uh, spend too long talking about things we haven't seen. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> that seems kind of like a good idea to me. Justin, that isn't what this podcast is, but what is this podcast. Top Marks, of course, is a weekly podcast where two jabroni marks break down the top three stories in the world of professional wrestling as we see them anyways. Look, there's been some things that happened this week that some uh, I, I kind of enjoyed and I could probably talk about at length, but we're probably going to save most of what we uh, thought were like the big takeaways from Raw this week for our Elimination Chamber preview That's next week. Ooh, very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be eliminated? Ooh. <laughs> Didn't they have a St. Valentine's Day massacre? That was a pay-per-view, right? Yeah, back in 1999. Maybe that's why I was in a spooky way, like a massacre sounds. Yeah, uh, now, now uh, I don't know. I guess the, it used to make sense when you went right from the Royal Rumble, uh, which is, of course, the launch... Of the road to WrestleMania, Is and then ever? we're and then we're in the fast lane on the road to oh. WrestleMania, and then one time we hit a roadblock on the road to <laughs> WrestleMania. Stop it! 
But I guess I, Elimination Chamber doesn't really fit our road metaphors at all. Certainly not. Can I say it is kind of weird to me? Every year I'm like, okay, the Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania. Because that's how they bill it. Mm-hmm. But there is so much shit in between. Like, I feel like both the TV shows are just in a bit of a holding pattern right now. We're like, definitely in a dead zone. And it feels like where we're going for Mania is kind of obvious in some ways. Yeah. In some places. Yeah. In other places, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, maybe less clear. I mean, it's the only interesting thing going on on SmackDown. Yeah, so. I, like, like, I mean, it feels like we're going towards a Kevin versus Sammy match now, right? Yeah, I think that's where it has to go, which is like the least interesting way for this to end up, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and like it feels like it's too soon, but it also is one of those things where like, I often criticize WWE for like staying on a long-term plan where we all know what the end game is. Yeah. And it's boring getting to that end game over the course of like eight months when we all know what's going there. Yeah. Um, and certainly this kind of partnership does not have the electricity that Owens and Jericho did. So maybe yeah. it is better to just accelerate. I kind of feel like it has a different electricity. It doesn't have like the moments, certainly no festival It is of fun. Yeah. They're, I, they're certainly good together. I'm not, I wouldn't dispute the that. The matches are all better. Yeah. And I don't know. You're right. It's not as electric of a pairing as Jericho and him because it's it, it's something that I think a lot of us were already familiar with, like the Owen Zane relationship. Yeah. But it does feel too soon to me to break them up. It just does. I feel like they were just fighting. Now they're just together. Now they're going to go back to fighting. I don't know. I mean, it also feels like we're heading towards another dissolution of friendship yeah. between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Yeah. And this is one where they've kind of been heading this way for a year, and it's sort of like the DIY breakup situation also where like god just do it already but yeah. the longer it hasn't happened the 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 less infuriating you would think it would be like Ugh. i'm still into it i i i will say the last couple raws have really reinvigorated characters for me that i thought were dead or hopeless and bailey? one of them is bailey yeah bailey's oscar match was one of the better Oscar matches uh, since coming to the main roster, I thought. I thought it was great. And even just, like, the segment that she had backstage with Sasha last week that I yep. talked glowingly about last week as yep. well. Uh, and the other one is Apollo Crews. Oh, wow. Uh, really? Who, yeah. I think, you know, in the... I really thought before they lost Jason Jordan as well and kind of had to reorient for another injury because obviously plans have changed dramatically on Raw for the last like several weeks every yeah. week in a row basically uh i really thought that apollo cruz could be the guy to win the like win and you're in match oh the consolation match i thought he also yeah. might have won his original match against the miz because i didn't think miz should be in the match yeah in times like this you do have to push weird not weird guys but guys who you don't see coming and yeah. give this where you get opportunities so yeah Oppor- i guess that wouldn't have been the craziest opportunities arise from injuries basically and he is a guy who even prior to all these injuries you know in the words of, like, Stone Cold breaking down every single pay-per-view with Wade (laughs) Keller on his podcast. (laughs) The kid's just working his ass off out there. (laughs) You know? Like, he is. Uh, Consistently, night in and night out, he doesn't often get much back from the crowd. Yeah. But you cannot take anything away from his work ethic or what he's doing in the ring. Well, maybe... I think if he does that against higher-profile opponents... 
then like you will occasionally will probably get the respect from the crowd that that work ethic deserves. Well, thank goodness he's on Raw, the land of opportunity, Justin. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, just I'm going to tell you what our three rounds are <laughs> yeah, this week. Are I just you... wanted to get into some stuff that we weren't going to go deep on this I think week. it's important yeah. to do. Yeah, I'm glad you did it. I think the listeners are glad you did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, your roommate's probably glad we did it. I feel like everyone's <laughs> glad you did it. That's. Uh, but if they, you know, if they aren't, they can let us know. That's true. Uh, are you glad you did it? I think so, yeah. Oh, then, I'm okay. happy. Then I'm not concerned. All but right. the three rounds we're talking about this week, Justin, uh, we opened up last night's SmackDown with uh, the return to television for uh, one Dolph Ziggler. Yes. The show stealer. Yes, he's here to show the world. He's here to show the world that he's back, and he's back to show the world that well, he's stealing the show and stealing your girl, and it's too bad that he's too good. Oh, long-time listeners of the show will know that I was hoping that it was a, a live sacrifice for Dolph Ziggler, but in fact, he is still alive. And Justin, I think we disagree on Dolph Ziggler's return. Big time, yeah. I thought I, I thought SmackDown was quite good yesterday. So in round number one, we'll argue about that, Justin. Then in round number two, uh, New Japan has new beginnings going on, a th- oh, three-night pay-per-view series. I don't yes. know quite what to call it. Yeah, it's uh, sp- spread over two weeks. Yeah, on their, on their website, they call it a three-night event. So yeah. maybe that's what I'll call it. Uh, so this three-night event, and we watched bits and pieces, the main events of most. Yeah, a lot of it was just kind of six-man tag matches, Yeah, which were good and had, like, good character moments. And, you know, I'm never going to complain about, you know, Marty Skrull and Cody Rhodes interacting with the English commentary team. Sure. Like, that was certainly all very entertaining. But there's not a lot of meat to di- uh, dive into yeah. in terms of, like, the tag matches there we're really going to focus on the three main events yep and maybe even just two in particular uh, i do think osprey uh um takahashi deserves a little of our time yeah too. actually that match was yeah. spectacular so in round two we'll break that down and then in round three justin we put up a poll on twitter this week where you and i uh were eating brunch on yeah, sunday we went out for brunch like hashtag good friends uh, it was delicious then we watched wrestlemania 5 which oh boy look forward to that bonus episode yeah that is our first patreon uh episode coming soon i guess we can officially announce yeah it is wrestlemania 5 we watched it uh i don't necessarily recommend that you watch it <laughs> <laughs> Though maybe you should if you really want to follow along with all of our little it might be worth uh, jokes and whatnot. And look, I, I I did have a good time watching it, of if course. only because it was uproariously funny to see <laughs> like what wrestling used to be versus where we are now. I couldn't agree more, Justin. Of course, in the bonus episode, we'll we'll talk more about it. But like, wow, like we see better matches to open Raw oh. every week than anything than anything that was on that show. We see th- the worst finish you could imagine that you've seen in the past ten years is better than every finish on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the Justin, so we're sitting at brunch and we uh, we decide to do this mock draft where if we yeah, have to build a show. We'll explain the rules in the round. But we put up a poll as to who had the the better team. We're going to expand on that draft yeah, in round number three. People really pilloried us for some of our picks here, and I feel mm-hmm. like we should take some time to defend our, our mindset, our thought process, what went into that draft. Because, look, folks, we put a lot of thought into it. We really yeah, did. I was uh, knee-deep in a milkshake yeah. and uh, a fried chicken Benny. And I also think that maybe we should expand our rosters a little bit. Oh, do, okay. Do some more uh, rounds of the draft here. Live. And maybe reopen the poll afterwards to see if our additional picks have oh. turned the tide back in your favor because uh, I'm currently winning the yeah, poll. Yeah, I'm getting crushed, which just goes to show that our <laughs> listeners are huge idiots with no taste. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you head to patreon.com slash top marks, <laughs> throw a couple dollars in the hat, get in on this month's bonus episode, yeah, WrestleMania we, 5. We have really been floored uh, and just 
blown away by how many people want to support this show and how many people enjoy it every week. Because, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I feel like we just put it out there. And, and there are a, a handful of people who I appreciate very much who always have kind words about the show of each course. and every week. Yeah. Uh, but just to see a, a kind of monetary outpouring of love as well. Uh, was really unexpected, and we Humbling. talked about that last week. And I don't know about you, but every time I get an alert that we got a new Patreon donor, uh, the Primetime Players theme song just goes <laughs> on in my head. Really, it's Dallas. <laughs> making moves, making moves, making million-dollar moves. I uh, feel the dance. You know, we're, we're well away from that, but yeah. uh, it feels like I'm making million-dollar moves every time someone decides that they like this show so much they want to support it. On the first episode of Top Marks, both of us say something to the effect of, we already watch all this shit. We might as well talk exactly. about it. And that really is the spirit of the show. So to have any of you along for the ride is, is such a treat. So, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash topmarks if you feel like giving us a couple shackles. And while we're plugging things, of course, I would be remiss if I did not uh, throw my weekly shout-out towards our Vancouver listeners. If you want a place to watch the television each and every week, Raw and SmackDown with sound in a bar uh, Monday and Tuesday from 5 to 8 and 5 to 7, The Penny at Commercial and Gravely. I am your bartender slash host for the evening. Mm -hmm. And it's been a big hit. Like, I haven't yeah. had a ton of people come in who are wrestling fans looking for a place to watch, but the people who come in who are just looking for a bar have been, like, glued to the TV. I had uh, a young uh, couple of girls come in this week who were, like, so enthused that it was on. And she was like, I'm not even a fan myself, but one of the hosts of a podcast I listen to, like, loves it, so I've been meaning to give it a shot. I'm oh! Like, this is great. Very cool. And then another guy came in uh, early for the open mic and was like you guys play wrestling with sound on every week this is fucking amazing i'm gonna be here all the time hell so yeah one of those things you know it's it's uh, the, my field of dreams if i build it they will come they are finding it they are coming each and every week it they gets are bigger us. and better and uh <laughs> I, if you haven't been out yet if you want to come out if you're looking for a place to watch the Penny at Commercial and Gravely. Uh, cheap beers, good chicken wings. You know, couldn't ask for more. And I'm yeah. serving you the whole time, so come on down. Trust me when I tell you that eating chicken wings and spending time with Justin is an A-tier way to spend your time. Absolutely. Anything else, Justin, you want to get out of the way off the uh, No, I think that's it. I'm fired up. It's Valentine's Day. We're in love. And with that, let's get in to round number one. Round one. Fight. I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world, come on, bring it on. That, that, that's how we're starting? That's uh, Dolph Ziggler's theme song. It is, yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the theme song that he... <laughs> you seem so disappointed with that opening. He was going to break away from. Oh. He was going to have no music. Oh. But now it's the record scratch, and then like 45 seconds of silence, and then the entrance kicks in. I don't know what to say about that. You're, you're, we're, this is going to be a tough round. Okay, let's start with the theme song, okay? okay. So months ago... His Dolph Ziggler, his whole thing was he is the best in-ring competitor. He doesn't want gimmicks. Look how easy it is to reproduce these entrances of these baby faces, right? This, yeah. is, this is his deal? Yes. So what the fuck is going on? That he's got his entrance back. But still does the record scratch. I mean, I think it's still reminding you that it doesn't matter. He doesn't need the presentation. It's all about what he does in the ring. And look... I know you're going to disagree, as you always do. I do already, but, blindly. But, like, he's not wrong when he talks about being good in the ring. 
You know, he's, yeah, I he agree. is a very good worker. I don't. I've never disagreed with that. I think he. I don't think he's a very good worker. I think he's. A, I think on the current WWE roster, he wouldn't be top fifteen or anything. But like, I feel he's like a good wrestler. I feel like at this current moment, that is correct. But like three years ago, say maybe four. Oh, four he, years ago, I liked he, Dolph Ziggler. He probably would be in the top ten. And Definitely. I, and I think. Yeah, I, for I sure. think that says more about an influx of top-end talent in that time than it does about him having, like, a precipitous drop. Well, I think you've really touched on here the actual problem with Dolph Ziggler, which is four years ago I was really into him. Same. But I've just seen this guy be a part of anything and try everything for so long. There's nothing left I want to see him do. I don't know what angle I could possibly get, like, excited to watch Dolph Ziggler. I'm not joking, Justin. I got home from band practice last mm-hmm. night, and I had already made dinner. Ah, nice jambalaya laid out. Oh, my goodness. I've, I open up a La Croix. I am excited to sit down and watch SmackDown, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. you know, you know. sometimes you get home, you're ready for the show? Yeah. Oh, man. So I sit down. I hear that record scratch. I was so close to just being like, why am I watching this? Like, I should just watch something else. Like, Dolph Ziggler has reached a tier for me that, that I don't know that he can escape from. But I need you, Justin, to, to pull me from the depths. Get me back into Dolph Ziggler. I thought he was good on the show. I really, I thought the match with Sami Zayn, we got a writer who, or a listener who wrote in and said that the match literally put them to sleep. I thought the match yeah. was good. I thought the match was very good. There were a number of false finishes that I bought on. I honestly did think for a little bit that that Dolph was not going to win because Sammy oh, yeah? just kept kicking out of what I was sure was going to be the finish, basically. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, look, like... I thought that match was okay. I think if I... Again, if I hear Zane and Ziggler wrestling, I expect something better, but it's still a TV match. So I, I don't know how much you can pull from it. I really appreciated that backstage promo, though, with yeah. Renee. I yep. thought it was, you know, kind of uh, refreshing in its simplicity for just a guy to come back and say... I walked out of here because I'm not appreciated and these people don't deserve me and that is still true. Yeah. But I came back for a reason. I have one goal, one thing that in my storied <laughs> WWE career I have not accomplished. Yeah. And that is to win the admiration of Josh Custodio. <laughs> that is what he said. And I have terrible news, Dolph. <laughs> Unless you do and a Josh live suicide. Josh heard his name on TV and was like, oh my God, it ha- I'm in. No, <laughs> Justin, uh, his goal is no, to main event WrestleMania. Yeah, he said, I want to main event WrestleMania. That's why I'm here. That's what tonight means to me. If I can go on to win... At fast lane, that's what I'm gonna do. And look, I th- I think that uh, I mean I read a rumor like two days ago, basically, that said that Dolph walking away was a real, genuine possibility. So you almost got your wish, Josh. Oh, oh my God! You could have been so delighted and happy with the fact that Dolph Ziggler was actually considering leaving WWE because no, I'm not happy till he's fully unemployed though, because <laughs> I think somebody would pick up on him. Okay. I don't want I want him destitute. Because if you are Dolph Ziggler, I feel like there is a lot of cause for concern. I think yeah. he would probably share a lot of your criticisms. Yeah, I think that's Because they're largely booking criticisms. It's not necessarily his fault. Well, okay, so i got to go back two steps here and address his promo because okay. I want to pay him two compliments, okay? okay? So first of all, I love when guys make their motivations clear in wrestling. I don't think people do it enough. I think that n- there's not that many acts on the roster you can point to right now and be like, this is what they're fighting for. What are they here for? Yeah. What do they want? Bray Wyatt needs to do a Dolph Ziggler so badly. Oh, like, absolutely. W- why are you here? What are you wrestling for? Like, yeah. and so I can appreciate that Dolph Ziggler made his goal known. Why then, are you not doing magic on a bayou? Or doing anything else, right? And I feel like it's really cool that they 
were like, okay, Dolph Ziggler's here and he wants to main event WrestleMania. Now we could laugh at that idea, but but I like that. And then I like that he got away from because if you recall, like Dolph used to be a a pretty reliably good promo, not great, mm-hmm. but like a mm-hmm. good promo. And but then he does he, this yelling yeah, thing. He, his, he's got like one mode of showing passion, and he, that is like intensity and volume. And it's like a f- terrible Jericho impression is how it always comes across to me. Like that reaching, wah, like that. But that turned into like the only way he ever promoted, and I hate it. Yeah. But he didn't do that last night in the talking about with Renee. So I thought everything that went on there was, if I have to pay him a compliment, good. I mean, some of his heel work in the last year has been more of the subdued variety and like just flat emotionless but all that's just like this but but i feel like like that kind of character that like emotionally disconnected portrayal that he had been doing prior kind of feeds into him winning a belt and just dropping it on the floor and walking away because he's (sighs) been that guy who's, who's not mentally like his heart's not in it you know I get that. Like, that's been part of the presentation of his character. I think it will say something that it devalued the U.S. title zero that he did that. Fair. Like, it it, it didn't affect it whatsoever. And I also have seen a lot of criticisms that are like, why would they take him away and, like, leave him off of TV for close to two months for him to return to this or the rumble like why give away the return in the rumble well the rumble return is obvious because if he his motivation is that he wants to run main event wrestlemania that's where you do that i get it but does last night not have a little more impact if he'd actually been gone Fair. for for two months returns the old theme i would have fucked the record scratch mm-hmm. he can have what, why not a new theme yeah why not a new theme you ditch a the new pink. aesthetic a new yeah a like, new video everything new that would have been I'm not saying – I really do believe that Dolph has passed the point of me getting into him, but that would have been a great start. As soon as it was, it was the pink and the black and he's a baby face again, I'm just like, what were we doing? It's not, he's not really a baby face, but he wasn't explicitly heel either because he was being put against Kevin and Sammy. Yeah. I feel like if they can ride him – And he did like go a, celebrate with the crowd. In a, in a tweener role, and the crowd was into it. The yeah, crowd I loved agree. the finish. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like He should be kind of in the same – alignment that like my platonic ideal of Randy Orton is also okay which is like neither heel or baby like face. even if he's a good guy he, yeah you wouldn't trust him and when he's a bad guy you know he's got a heart of gold sort yeah of thing. exactly I get that um and I I feel like that's kind of what the portrayal was a little bit last night uh, um but like the the problem that I have with the complaint that why would they do that if there's no clear direction is that People are acting like this return is the finish. This is the finish line. This sure. is what we had in mind when we started this, and th- this is where we are, and you, ta-da. You think it's the start. No, I think this is just the start. Okay. Because taking him off television was more uh, of a palate cleanser for the audience, for you to... Because, look, we've talked about in the past how, how much, uh, you know... You just forget things that happen on wrestling television because a lot. You see a it's lot of it, so yeah. it's so exactly serialized from week to week, and it's like things just stop mattering because we take in so. We much can all be guilty all of that time. for sure. So Dolph disappearing for two months kind of gives you this like new perspective on him coming back, and if you didn't like him, then you might be more open to giving him a fresh shot here. Mm-hmm. Now that didn't work for you. Yeah, it, yeah, but I it hear did you. work for me. Yeah, and I also see that. The fact that he wanted to walk away and didn't is because there was a rumor or a report in the dirt sheets last night that, like, 
they made him an offer he could not refuse. They really oh. like gave him a Why? blow away offer that like like he absolutely was like I'd be stupid not to come back. Okay, to let's this. talk about this big which, contract. Which but... to me implies that there is a long term plan in place for his character. Because if you're Dolph Ziggler right now and your concern is with your booking and not like feeling uneven about where you're at as a character then I don't think money is necessarily a concern to you. Sure. I don't think a big money contract is what's going to win you over so much as the assurance that there is a overarching scheme of what they are going to do. And Mike and I have had this conversation before that what they are doing with him right now kind of feels like a, a fast-paced, quickened WWE version of the Naito character arc. A guy, so, a guy who an awful comparison. A guy Shame who won the and title like, and and went nowhere and, else and, and gave it up, <laughs> dropped it, walked away. Now look, WWE <laughs> three weeks WWE later. does not have a CMLL that he can go to and, NXT. And they find, do. They it's true. He could have gone down to NXT way better. and actually like a Dolph Ziggler versus anyone in NXT would have been who, a but great who's refresh. a babyface that he could Alistair Black. Beat. Oh, but, that he could beat? Yeah. Chris Hero. Or yeah. Cassius Ono, sorry. Yeah, I guess. Cassius Ono, maybe put him in like a tweener feud with like Adam Cole or something. Sure. There's definitely things that they could have done. Uh, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like that kind of muddles whatever's going on with those guys that it. you might not want to do necessarily. I, I have now, to Cassius Ono is, is a guy that you can definitely sacrifice uh, in that way. I have to get this point out. That, that my, my chief complaint with Dolph Ziggler is not that I think he's horrible or anything of the sort. It's purely that... Look at NXT. Look at 205 Live. These are shows stacked to the brim with fucking talent, okay? Yeah. And now main eventing SmackDown is Dolph Ziggler. It doesn't make any sense to have him occupying a roster spot when you have just high-tier talent coming out of your ears. Forcing Dolph Ziggler makes no sense relative to introducing someone of which you have, I could list, uh, 20 guys right now that I think everyone would rather see in that role, and yet in the main event picture of SmackDown, it's Dolph Ziggler. But here's the thing, like, I think the Naito comparison works because you're coming at it from the perspective of me saying that right now. But when sure. Naito began this arc, he was doing exactly what Dolph was doing, saying that he was the top guy, that he's the best that this company has to offer, which was largely met by indifference or right. booze. Yeah. And then... He left and he came back and he uh, like had a clear mission of what he wanted, which is exactly what Dolph said he wanted mm-hmm. to main event Wrestle Kingdom okay, so if or Dolph WrestleMania. Come, if Dolph get, I get where you're going with this. If Dolph gets to a point where he's super dope and has completely reinvented himself, but, I will acknowledge I that. I think that this current character iteration of Dolph Ziggler, with some tweaks, with some work, and it might take the full two years of this I don't have two get, years of Dolph yes, Ziggler. Yes, you do. I don't. Yes, you do. I'm done with yeah, No. Two years? If there is a... If Are you insane? If the problem with Dolph Ziggler is that nothing that he does matters because all of his arcs just stop 
it's month-to-month booking. He's introduced as a foil for what whatever new babyface they're trying to get over. And when that storyline is over, he goes to a new one, and none of it matters. Right. None of it matters for him. If he has a long-term storyline that is six, like completely built around him and his motivations and what is happening for him and not just a tool to put over whatever call-up is coming oh. in, there is a possibility that that could be interesting. Because long-term... <laughs> yeah, there is a possibility, I guess. But there, because long-term but it'd be a better percentage chance of anyone else in that role. Long-term storytelling is what his character is missing. No, his character is missing any sort of X factor. We've seen it all. No, I really think There's nothing I really left. think that over, over the course of the next 18 months, Dolph Ziggler could become a figure for someone who is a talented, skilled worker who goes out and gives their all and is criminally mistreated and misused oh. and unappreciated by the company that they could be uh, that he could be a figure for uh, you know, somebody who is held down by their boss through nepotism or favoritism or whatever, exactly like Naito. There is a potential here to do the Naito arc with Dolph, and it works for his character. It works for how he's been treated over okay, the course okay, of his career. Okay, okay, talk about it for five minutes, excluding that they're doing the exact Naito storyline with Dolph Ziggler, and the WWE and Dolph can both pull it off as well as Gato and Naito. Are you into Dolph Ziggler main eventing SmackDown? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck off. It was no, a good match. Stop it. It was a good in match. In lieu of like all these other guys you could have in that role. Do I want to see Dolph Ziggler versus AJ Styles? Yes. Why? Because I told you I would be into it as AJ's WrestleMania match. You, oh, yeah, it, you did say I that. I did oh, say that a, like a month ago. And it was a terrible opinion then. No. It, Think it, of all the good AJ matches you could have and you're like... I think Dolph at Mania. We have Nakamura. It's here. The yeah, match is you're happening. The, you're the guy who says Nakamura is a jabron. I agree, but he's better than Dolph. No. <laughs> you think Dolph's better than Nakamura? In the ring right now, in terms of who's going to reliably give me a better match, yes, Dolph Ziggler what is would you better rather than see? Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura and AJ or Dolph and AJ? At WrestleMania. Shinsuke and AJ. Yeah, just okay. because I think it has the possibility of being more special. Like a bit of a breakout for Nakamura. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. But, like, I still am into this idea that Dolph could be... And look, maybe the story ends in failure. And it that's does. fine, too. Spoiler alert. But, I've seen but, this show for that, three years. But that is still a conclusive story <laughs> if it has a long-term goal. And was that 15? That was 15. Ah, good round. Yeah, we never really are at each other's throats like that. Yeah, I, st- I want... Can I tell you to... Forget about it. Yeah, you sure can. Forget about it. All right. Well, we will go from there into uh, I don't know one of our games or something. You seem you seem let down. Are you depressed? Yeah, now? I thought I could at least get you to concede that there is a possibility that if done well, this could be a compelling story and make him a compelling character. I just I can't. I cannot do it. I'm not interested in. Well, him. if you're out there, if you're listening, and you feel like I did a good enough job that maybe you can give Dolph Ziggler a chance, maybe write in and let me know, because I feel like otherwise this was just a waste of time. <laughs> you had to convince me else to be a failure? Yeah. Justin, let's get on to keep it or kick it. How does that sound? We'll cheer you Look, up there. I was here to show the world that Dolph could be good again, all right? Now, Dolph has to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me rephrase that. WWE needs to do that. Yes. How's that? Sure. I, again, I think we both... Ah, we're done the round. Justin, do you remember the rules to keep it or kick it? You are going to read me a list of things, and I... Have to, uh, you know, decide. Oh, we got a live tweet here from uh, Mike Noble, who's sitting in the room. He says, I think Justin 
Uh, what did he say? I don't know. Because I'm not looking at my phone made during the fucking show. Made convincing points. Oh, oh there so you. a listener already wrote it. Well, there you go. Your yeah. roommate, who literally blindly <laughs> agrees with you on every wrestling <laughs> opinion, also agrees with you on this. That's keep it or kick uh, it is a list of <laughs> topics that you give me every week. I have to decide whether I like it and want to keep it, or hate it and want to kick it. Justin, those are the rules, and I'm excited to play it. How do you feel? Are you ready to keep it or kick it? Born ready, baby. Justin, here we go. Sami Zayn turning babyface. Keep it, yeah. It's not like it's not too soon. It's like if the, like if this heel turn was just an impetus to build him some character development for you to invest in him on the main roster. Like he is a natural babyface. Let's do it. A Big Show singles pay per view match in 2018. Uh, can can he walk? <laughs> I don't like. I don't, I don't know. Probably. Probably kick it. But but the Braun series was so good that I want to say keep it, but I genuinely am concerned that he might not be able to walk, so kick it. Vape it away. Buddy Murphy winning the Cruiserweight Tournament. Buddy Murphy? He's entered it. Really? Yeah, this morning. The news broke. Wow. Uh, he's the one with Alexa, right? Or is that the other one? I don't remember. One of them. Mike one is of, saying yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. One uh, of our Buddy Murphys is dating Alexa. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Wesley Blake is the other one. There you go. Uh, <laughs> they're both dating Alexa. <laughs> from from back when she was managing them as a tag team, they're both dating <laughs> That's her. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, winning it? Yeah. Yeah, kick it. Uh, but maybe winning a first round match, I could say keep that. Elias in the main event picture. Keep it. Ruby Riot. Uh, keep it. Oh, stop. Here's the, I was thinking yesterday, Stop. Though. We're not expanding. We have to I was thinking yesterday, though. We don't have time. That if they were going to change her name to be able to trademark Riot Squad, yeah. that, like, Riot with two Ts, get more creative than that. Make Riot be, like, R-Y-E-T-T. -T. Yeah. Yeah. R-I-O-T-T -T is really dumb. It's not. That's not a word. It's not a name. It doesn't look like a name. Now, Riot with a Y and an E is not a name either, but it looks it's better. It looks like it could I'm be. I'm with you. Neville joining Bullet Club. Uh, keep it. A WWE Network hardcore tournament. Keep it for sure. We've talked about that before. Uh, the Authors of Pain debuting on Raw before Mania. Um, I'm going to say kick it just because I feel like they're still, they might still have some loose ends to tie up and I just, they, they, they don't fit into this picture quite yet. Okada Omega 4 headlining New Japan's Dominion pay-per-view. Ooh, keep it. Shane McMahon leaving his GM position. Commissioner position? Oh, yes. Yeah, would he be leaving television also? That's right. No longer on TV. Uh, let's see, kick that. Uh, Braun power slamming Jonathan Coachman, pa paralyzing him irreparably forever. <laughs> Keep it. <for> sure. <laughs> Coach is so fucking bad, man. He oh. is just the drizzling <laughs> shits. He is awful. I like that one. And, and the only positive to him coming back paralysis full time well that's could be a positive <laughs> but the only positive right now is that when he comes back to make cameo appearances they're no longer going to treat him Thank like God. he's the fucking rock you know uh, oh my god coach is coach here from ESPN. Coach, the coach is here can you believe it it's oh. like, not only can I believe it i don't fucking care <laughs> omega cody 2 headlining all in ooh yeah yeah, I feel like that feud has legs. Yeah, keep it. Uh, insane Clown Posse joining New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, as its own faction? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Keep Do you it. know why? Why? Because they've been in ECW, WWE, TNA, and uh, WWE. And Ring of Honor also? I don't know if they've done Ring of Honor. Okay, I don't, but I it would don't... round out the big ones. That's right, yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I mean, not... 
Not long term, but I mean... Bring in Vampiro. Like, Suzuki-Goon is like a bunch of jobbers. Yeah. So why not give them uh, some comedy clowns to feud with? Ric Flair having an on-screen role in 2018. Keep it, yeah. Austin Aries returning to WWE this year. Uh, I would say keep that also. Cassius Ono getting a push on the main roster. Keep it. Apollo Crews IC title run. Keep it. I was just talking about how much I enjoy him lately. Cesaro being a singles competitor again. I mean, Sheamus might have to retire at some point soon, so like he's got a fucked up neck. And yeah, I mean, the guy's ring work is fucking insanely good. Keep and it. And finally, NXT becoming a two-hour show. Ooh. Now, would that two hours include an expanded focus on women's programs? Like maybe even introducing a women's tag belt. Let's say no. Maybe an extra women's segment, but no no additional belts. Same show, same roster. Kick it. And that was keep it or kick it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I expanded more there than I typically yeah, do. It's yeah. supposed to be rapid fire. It was a long keep it or kick it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Justin's in a foul mood after our yelling round. He's, he's mad I thought we would save that for third, honestly. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because, like, I would get to feel good about the show up until that point. But you really wanted to uh, do that first, I guess. So, you know, no, it's fine. Whatever. Justin, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now that we're mad. No, I think it's on this day of all days, it's important to uh, feel mad about the one that you love. (laughs) Let's move on to round number two. Round two, fight! Here I am, Justin. I, uh, I've turned over a, a brand new leaf. I now think Dolph Ziggler is the greatest wrestler. No, you know what? We're not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, Justin, you know why I said that? Why? Because this, for me, is a new beginning. <laughs> no, but but why, why I said we're not going to talk about it at all yeah. is that we're just going to act like that never even happened. Okay. All of our hostility is going to just flow out of I us. I wasn't hostile. We're going to be calm. We're yeah. going to be cool. We're going to be collected. By we, do you mean, mean you? We're going to be uh, tolerant of each other's uh, irrational views. <laughs> I felt like I did that last round. And uh, it's a new beginning, so I'm just yeah. going to act like none of that ever even happened. I appreciate that, Justin. Yeah. Justin, you know what else just happened? Keep centered. Keep this calm, <laughs> relaxed energy that could I've been we start so hard Could on. we start the round? Uh, uh, sure. Okay. Uh, Justin, what do we think before oh. we take it to the matches? Just, you meditate and I'll, I'll intro the round, okay? Oh. Before we get into the matches, is it ever a little weird to you? <laughs> This this new beginning format, the three nights, a Friday and Saturday our time, I believe, and, and then a week later, two weeks later on the Friday. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of this format as like a series that's supposed to be interconnected in some capacity? I mean, it's kind of a weird way to do it, though. Also, I do like the way that New Japan shows are spread out because it makes it more manageable for me to watch them. Yeah. Like, the two and two on the first Friday, Saturday was extremely difficult. Yes. Uh, I tried. I really did. I fell asleep watching the first night. Yeah. Uh, And then... And then I had to catch up with the second one way later, which is good to have that two weeks in between, and then the most recent one I did watch live uh, as it was happening, because it wasn't as long of a show as uh, some other ones have been, Yeah, and it was more manageable to stay up until the end of it, uh, at least in our time zone. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm an idiot or, or, or whatever you like, but for me, I, I wish New Japan, if I had a complaint against them, would, would be a little... Uh, clearer with their cards because when I when I do sit down if I am going to watch them live they start late and it's just like I do not need 
like three hours of six-man tag matches, which is what you got on this first new beginning card. I mean, yeah. I, I, I turned it on – or sorry, I believe it would be the second then. Whatever the, the one after the UFC was. I think that was a Saturday night. I turned it on. It started about 10 p.m. our time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch uh, – That was the Jay White, Kenny Omega. Man. Jay White, Kenny Omega. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna, but I, I around 1 a.m. just ended up going to bed because it was just like so many – uh, not no-stakes matches, but low-stakes matches. And and this was a yeah. problem for me. I mean, character things happening, but not necessarily Sparsely. anything, like, story-wise. Yeah, it's, you get to see how the factions interplay is working with each other, which is sort of a beating heart of New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and I get that. But as just as a consumer, at least intersplice some of the stuff you want to see in between this. Don't put them just all at the beginning as such a clear undercard that you can tune out of. What I thought really worked about the third night was that... I mean, with maybe a couple of exceptions and some tag matches, perhaps, the entire show was built around LIJ versus Chaos. Yeah, true. It was a stable versus stable pay-per-view, which is a very good concept Yep, and kind of uh, advanced stories in a, in a very interesting direction because it sort of felt like throughout the night that Chaos was kind of turning heel yeah or at least I, I really liked your theory here your working theory about what might actually be going on with jay white again this is something that i've talked about with mike and he might have got it from reddit in the first place so i don't know that it's entirely original oh, okay. to me in the first place sure but yeah like I, and that kind of was was played out uh not just in the way that jay white has carried himself over the last like month and a half or so and the things that he's done and the repercussions that his actions have had but certainly in what he said about joining Chaos and what Chaos kind of did on Friday, uh, you know, he he there is a good possibility here that Jay White is uh, is not all he seems. So expand on that, Justin. What what do you think that Jay White might be doing? The the slippery snake. He he might be uh, duplicitous in his intentions. He may be, uh, you know, secretly. You know, it's it's entirely possible that the end game for Jay White out of all of this is that he is the leader of Bullet Club. Right. So when he publicly declines, quote unquote, Kenny Omega's invitation to Bullet Club, you think that this was something behind the scenes. He'd agreed to join Bullet Club. I don't know that he necessarily has that agreement in place right now with the top guys of Bullet Club. Okay. It's more that, like, he was trained in, like, he, he got, the, like, he's very closely connected. The reason that he got the invite to New Japan and part of his training is, like, tied to um, Bad Luck Fale. Yep. And so there's, oh, a, and okay. so there's also a possibility that, like the, like, the Gorillas of Destiny, that he's in a separate Bullet Club faction, basically. Okay. And that they are blowing up the rot up above them, basically. I could actually get into that idea. Somebody, I've said so many times on the show how I feel about Bullet Club needs some defining in one way or the other. What mm. is Bullet Club? What is the elite? We need to figure out where these lines are drawn. And if Jay White ends up being a double agent, you know, because your point, Justin, just to expand on it, was that Osprey saying, hey, you know what? Let's test each other to, to well, Okada. Well, that's what Jay White said was like, look, or, I'm going yeah. to come into chaos, but hey, I got this nifty idea, like... How about Chaos Fights Itself? Yeah. That'd be fun, right? <laughs> it's like, well, when you're a new guy, that's a, it's a an weird interesting way. suggestion to make. And then they immediately agreed. Because yeah. I actually thought, can we talk about Okada Sonata? As Why don't we start right there? Yeah, let's talk about Okada Sonata. I thought it was great. Yeah, you loved this match. I thought it was better than Okada Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. yeah you, and I'm not alone in thinking that. Aubrey Sitterson also agreed with me. I was talking with him on Twitter yesterday. Nice. Uh, and, I, and I put it out in my group chat expecting it to be a, a 
controversial opinion mm. to be like, wow, I really think I enjoyed that more than the Naito match. More controversial than thinking Dolph Ziggler might be following Naito's exact path in WWE and no. that's what makes him good? No, not not more controversial than oh, okay. that. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe. I just was expecting backlash when I floated it out. Sure. And really all I got was people agreeing with me. So my problem, I think, is that I watched this after you and I had heard you say that first. And mm-hmm. so I was, I was really excited. And I liked this match. I thought it was really good. To me, the thing is, like, why I would say that is that they're pushing the pace right from the beginning. For sure. Like, yeah. it's, as a match, it probably doesn't have anything that comes close to like the last seven minutes of Naito Okada. But as a whole. As a whole, it held my interest in its totality, and I thought it was really well laid out. I thought there were a number of, like like I said with the you know Ziggler-Zane match, but ramped up by a thousand. Yeah. There were so many false finishes where... You know, not once but twice, I li- I genuinely believed Sonata's going to do it. Well, and there was, a, I think it was Michael J. Foist, our listener, who was really thinking that this was going to be Sonata's night. Yeah. And I think that sort of put this bug in my brain. I, I mean, there were a couple of reasons why you could think that. Because Gato was not there at ringside for Okada. Right. And also, like, Naito has been able to only beat Okada with Sonata's help. So oh. for Sonata to take the belt off of Okada and then like Naito takes it from him. That's a cool. In a kind of uh, inter, you know. I feel like this, this has this happened. Was, this was, was, this was what Michael J. Foyce was kind of laying out also. This was his prediction was that you could have Naito beat o, uh, Sonata for the title and then Okada wins the G1. And right. you get Naito Okada as the main event again, but it's a defending Naito against a man he's never beaten for the title. Which somebody it's, somebody else has folded this. And it is, I think, like the most interesting way to do Okada Naito again is that they, they are met once and once again, both the roles reversed. Yeah. You know, uh, champion and challenger. And now, Mike was cool. saying, because I really was buying into this as the night wore on. Yeah. I really thought that Okada, that Sonata was going to do it because like, it was a great match and there were a number of false finishes that I bid on. As I said, Mike was like, mm, that's too WWE of a storyline. Oh, well, there you go. And Barry was right. So as a match, you you liked this. I thought it was quite great. a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not even the best match on its card. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk, I assume you mean Takahashi Osprey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk. So I watched this right before I came over here. I watched Now, this. you are a man who has had, uh, I would say, undue, but certainly mm. criticisms of Will Ospreay in the past. Well, the Ricochet match, yeah, for you're sure. Not a, yeah, you're not a big fan of that. I think it's spectacular. Yeah, I think, to be clear, I think Will Ospreay is a giant talent. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't... Is now, he... I watched this match and specifically thought to myself as it was happening, this is it. This is the match that Josh is going to watch Will Ospreay and be like, this is awesome. It I was cannot, awesome. I cannot level those same complaints at this match because the pacing was perfect. It was like high intensity, exactly like what I said about Sonata Okada. Intensity and like and brutality right from the beginning. Yeah. Seemingly like no feeling out process. Oh, you thought no, I might not like this no match? No opening 10. No, no, no. I thought you would love it because oh. all of the criticisms that you might have for Osprey Ricochet do not apply. Yeah, no, I, I thought this was a really good match. Um, it didn't stand out to me as like, Whoa! This like it wasn't Gargano Almas, but mm-hmm. but I I really enjoyed this match. I thought that I wouldn't I, even say it was better than the four way at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but 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 in in the similar way to the four way, very hard hitting, high again the pace that some of these guys are wrestling. I don't know if it was coming off the heels of watching WrestleMania five on Sunday, but just like the pace, some of these guys. I don't know how long that match is, but it's over fifteen minutes, yeah. and it's like. 
These guys are sprinting for a lot of that mm-hmm. match. And the I cardio that you have to have is just insane. insane. Especially Osprey, like how often he's hitting the ropes, sometimes on his hands. Like it's just like those are not small things to do. And yeah, I, I thought it was a really good match and the, the pace really stood out to me. I, I wish I was watching Okada Sonata a bit more for it because the pace didn't stand out to me as much. But this, like you say, was just pedal to the floor. I thought there was a lot of good stuff too that uh, you know, you mentioned um, uh, Gargano almost there that there was a lot of like clear indicators that these guys have worked together before these yeah. guys know each other's spots they know each other's style yeah, yeah. a lot of like reversals and uh, kind of unexpected moments like the flip out to the floor that immediately <laughs> hits nothing and gets like a, a suplex that drops him on his neck on the floor which is like something that happened almost immediately in the match and was one of the most brutal spots of the night yeah I love Twitter a great deal and I love wrestling GIFs Mm-hmm. But that is one that I wish I wouldn't have seen the GIF beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because like, that is like... What a moment. It is shock. Like, when I saw the GIF, but, like, I think that's the most, like, shocking moment of the match. Yeah, and uh, uh, what's the what's the move where Osprey had him up on his shoulders? Oh, um, yeah, he has him. I don't know if it's that's... It's like a yeah. flipping pile driver. I can't remember the technical name of it. I don't know what... You, I, I would only call that a flipping pile. I don't know what you call it, but he has the guy on his shoulders and literally flips him over and sits under the pile. It was incredible. <laughs> it's so brutal. I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so great. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I know that, like, he is the anti-Zack Sabre Jr. as a person. Like, sure. He is terrible politics and is an awful human being. But I just love Will Ospreay. That's- I can't. Like, he, I, I know he's bad as a human, but his, and I know that, like, people are put off by the fact that he is so good yeah. and he knows it. I feel like that's part of it, right? But, like... Oh my God! What a talent! He's fluid as hell. Uh, Justin, we talked uh, about him already, but the the Jay White Omega match itself, we've talked about their dynamic. Yeah, but- I really I thought it was better than the match with uh, Takahashi. Yep, I thought it. Yeah, like all of the criticisms that I had about Jay White in my first exposure to him didn't really apply here. And maybe that's just because Kenny Omega is so amazing that like huh, he can okay. get a good match out of pretty well anyone. But I thought it was a good match, and I. I don't hate that he's the U.S. champion. I think it's a good, yep. you know, especially considering, like, it sparked the dissolution of a Bullet lot Club. Come out of it. And, like, I, look, you talked about Bullet Club not having a defined role. I think people are upset about Cody Rhodes being the he- the leader. I almost said hero. Sure. Uh, being the leader. But, like, you, the leader is not necessarily the the best person. And no, I, I heard Carl Anderson Kath, was the leader over AJ Styles. Kath Barbadaro like, made that point on WrestleSplania this week, but I want to go one step further, which is like, Bullet Club is a heel stable. And also, Cody is intentionally playing a bad leader. Like, whatever yeah, your, for sure. your qualms about him as an in-ring worker are, his character work right now is on another Sorry, level. Sorry, is that not like entirely obvious to everybody? Cody? Like, his, his gimmick right now is Bullet Club is okay. Yeah. Like, he's he's like, yeah, that of he's course. He's just terrible at managing he's people. He's an awful leader. He's an awful leader. You're not supposed to like him. So no. all of these criticisms are like... His character works yeah, right there. My, yeah. My, my criticisms remain uh, primarily entering, but I thought the Ibushi match was great, so we'll see where that goes. Do we do have to, I do want to touch on Suzuki Tanahashi, because oh, I do want to say... J-Way just isn't clicking for me yet. Uh, he looks like somebody that I should really be into. you got to give it up for a guy who is so dedicated to living the gimmick that he literally carved his insignia yeah. into his flesh. That is dope. Uh, that it's is not even a tattoo. It is scar tissue. No, there's a lot there that I should like, J-Way. And again, I thought an Omega match. Boy, I, I thought this was... 
kind of not not a bad match, especially on the heels of WrestleMania Five. I felt like the but, match with Ace at Wrestle Kingdom was not good. Yeah, I agree. But and I and I wouldn't say that about the Omega match. through the lens of not Jay White matches, but Kenny Omega matches. I can't think of a singles Omega match that I liked less than it. That's recently. fair. That's like, fair. Uh, and I don't know. Sometimes when you watch things, it's important. I didn't watch it live, which sometimes, but I don't know. It didn't really stand out to me. I do want to touch, Justin, before the round closes out on my guy Minoru Suzuki versus Tanahashi because I thought this was uh, a sleeper barn burner that yeah. I hope people. I don't know if people. A stiff fight oh, for the ages. Oh, I mean, it, it, I know this is Minoru Suzuki's thing. It's like he's horrible to the young lions and like he's like kind of just like a, a, a rough dude. And I get that. Yeah. But this match was like. Well, I think that's part of why I believe that Sonata could win the belt also is because. We had these huge title changes and momentous happenings oh, at the end okay. of the previous two shows. Sure, yeah. I, I just before the round ends, I did just want to say I really enjoyed this match. I probably liked it the most of any of the matches we talked about here. Uh, Minoru Suzuki continues to be somebody that like I love to watch. And little overtime question right here. Go. How fucking hyped are you for Okada versus Osprey? I mean, there's no reason to think that won't be great in ring, right? It should be utterly fantastic Good like overtime brain question. blowingly amazing i yeah and we will go from there into the people's segment if you're a person tune in it is sunday night tweet uh, josh what is sunday night tweet all about Justin, i can't wait to explain it to the you and the people because i know you don't know how to play so i'm going to explain it to the listeners if this is your first time listening to top marks most weeks we do this game it's called sunday night tweet i josh custodio scour the internet twitter.com uh, I look through the accounts of active members of the WWE roster. I look for tweets that sort of seem funny or askew or just any sort of way that they pique my interest. I then screenshot them and I read them aloud on this show for Justin Morissette to guess who the tweeter in question is based off of almost no information. Justin, would you say that's an accurate description of what Sunday Night Tweet is? Yeah, sure. Perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds right. Yeah, sounds. sounds I, I mean, I got no issues with anything <laughs> that you said. I just want to make sure you didn't have any problems with anything that I said there. Justin, are you ready for the first tweet this week? I sure am. Justin, I, I catered this tweet this week. This first tweet, I knew it was Valentine's Day. We love each other, so I'm just going to uh, – I picked out a tweet here that's mostly just for you. I know you're going to love this one. Are okay. you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'd like to wish a very special happy birthday to the world's most dangerous man. Get out of his way and get him some presents. Happy birthday, Ken Shamrock. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Get out of his way and give him some presents. Happy birthday, Ken Shamrock. Who on the current roster is wishing a happy birthday to Ken Shamrock? Somebody who respects a shooter like Ken Shamrock. Now, were they around back in the day? or did No. They? So as it's not like Mark Henry who would have been on the roster with him. Certain, as far as... I know, and I, who knows? There might be some deep dive where you could prove me wrong on some indie, but these guys have not crossed paths in any way that ever, I'm aware of. Ever. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, this is going to embarrass me when I don't get it because... No, I'm, no, this I'm, is so out of I mean, nowhere. it is, but like, I feel like I'm really in tune with my love of uh, the world's most dangerous man. Okay, I might, I might give you some hints this here. happens to be. Sure. Uh, the tweeter in question is also someone you love. Like this is this I would say this is a Justin Morissette guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a Justin Morissette guy who 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 loves Ken Shamrock, and I'll I'll say this: somebody with a more of a grappling based offense that might appreciate a Ken Shamrock in ring style. Okay. Um. Someone that I love. Someone who's one of my guys. I would say I'm not, not like I'm thinking like Seth Rollins, but also. 
Seth's tweets usually make me mad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this question guy... why I love him so much. <laughs> he is one of the worst Twitters. <laughs> he is. So I doubt he would say that. Uh, you know, you know what? Okay, based on his appreciation of good things from the mid to late nineties, as clearly evidenced last week in a tweet where I feel like I should have gotten it and I didn't. Oh my god! Um, because. Because you were talking about, uh, I don't even remember what you, you just you you were leading me towards it, and I couldn't see the forest for the trees last week uh, when one of my guys was the answer, and I clearly missed. This week I'm gonna do it. Uh, he finished the show last night holding the cruiserweight belt in his hands and and pointing to it and saying, "This is mine. I'm coming for it." And uh, he had a little bit of that. Ken Shamrock killer intensity with that belt that made me think he could actually be a great champion oh my God. in the same way that if Ken Shamrock had stuck around in the late 90s, he probably would have been a convincing killer world champion. I am going to go with Mr. PowerPoint himself, Drew Gulak. Justin, there is the no-fly zone. He does have a grappling-based offense. He is one of your guys, and he did wish Ken Shamrock a happy birthday. Oh, my God. It's Drew Goo. I literally only went with that because, like, How do you my do love of Ken Shamrock is the same era as, like, my love of N64. Oh. And I don't know. I was just cycling through my guys and was like, I skipped him last week. I should probably respect Maybe I need to put Drew Gulak in here less. His yeah. Twitter's so good, though, that he, he often makes the cut. Because but... he's so good on the mic, and he's so good on Twitter. He's so good at words in general. Happy birthday, Ken Shamrock. And, uh, you know, my future roommate, Drew Gulak. <laughs> That's right. Justin, here's the second tweet this week. Only regret from this weekend is I should have eaten more steak. <laughs> Hashtag not vegan. Ah, I know who that is. Who is it, Justin? <laughs> that must be. Look, we know the tweet number two. Is a special place <laughs> where you're likely to find one of two people. Who are the two people? Uh, it, it, you're either looking for some Scottish slang, in which case it's the, the supernova, no M dog, uh-huh. or you're looking for some down home country <laughs> grit, in which case it can be none other than Sarah Logan. Justin, it is my oh, girl, Sarah Logan. I'm two for two. You were two for two, and uh, her only regrets. Uh, is that she didn't eat more steak. Justin, I felt it was worth uh, reading one of her replies to a tweet here as well. Okay, okay, okay. So underneath, a fan asks, how do you like your steak? And Sarah Logan just wrote back, chicken fried. Mooing. Mooing. So there you go, Justin. Are you ready for the third tweet this yeah, week? Yeah, let's do it. Today, a friend did what friends do, confronted me about my shortcomings, and gave me an opportunity to hashtag earn the day. At WWE Rollins, thank you. Wow. A a friend confronted... Can you read it one more time? Sure. Today a friend did what friends do. Confronted me about my shortcomings and gave me an opportunity to hashtag earn the day at WWE Rollins. Thank you. Huh. Is this referencing something that happened on television or is this completely... No, I believe this is just... Whatever you want to call truly, it, backstage. Or... This is truly their interpersonal relationship. That's right, yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. not like Kurt Angle or Jason Jordan or anyone that Seth has been involved with on TV. I guess that, like, Jason wouldn't make sense with that tweet and story. Hmm. Who is a Seth Rollins guy? Yeah, who's a friend of Seth Rollins? You know who I know he makes towns with? Who's that? 
on the regular, but I feel like maybe not so much now that he's got a tag partner. Were you going to say own. Cesaro? I was going to say Yeah, Cesaro. they're buddies, right? They're yeah, this is close. not Cesaro. Yeah. Okay, then I, don't, I have no idea. I'm just going <sighs> to... Would you want a hint? Mm, sure. I feel like just given these guys bodies, it was maybe while they were working out together. Okay. Somebody on Raw who is shredded. Yeah. Not like, yeah. Okay. I would say they're shredded. Okay. Okay. You know who I'm going to guess? Who's that? There's probably someone with like a, a better uh, pick here, like like a, you know, a super bod like John Cena or something. But I'm going to go with somebody who I think is ridiculously shredded uh, and it's probably why they got the monster push that they eventually earned their way into. Um, even though it's not, I mean, maybe not fair to call it a monster push. That's what you mean, yeah. The Drifter, Elias Sampson. Justin, I like the guess, but in fact, you said his name aloud. It's John Cena. It is John Cena. John Cena thanking Seth Rollins for giving him uh, an opportunity to hashtag earn the day. That seemed too obvious as a guy who's like always working out. Doesn't it seem weird though? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. When I saw this, I was like. Yeah, I was very surprised. Yeah, he was like, hey, remember when I broke your nose? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's weird. Work harder. <laughs> uh, Justin, are you ready? Yeah. Some people like fast cars. Some people like fancy clothes. I like a hot sauna. A hot sauna. Yeah, so no fancy clothes or fast cars for this member of the WWE roster. Just, <sighs> just saunas. Hot, just hot saunas. Yeah, I feel like most saunas fall under that that distinction, right? Mm, I'm going to go with someone who is going to be a topic of conversation in our next round here because I drafted them to my roster. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with Big E. Justin is not Big E. In fact, oh. the person who loves saunas, maybe from cutting weight for the Olympics, it's Chad Gable. Chad Gable. That's right. He loves a hot sauna. Fair. No fast cars for this man. Justin, no, he's you're a man you're of simple means. Two for four, Justin. You started hot. I started hot. so good. It's, uh, well, you know, you can bring it all home here, though, okay? Yeah. Tweet number five. I need to be above 500 here. Don't feed into the Valentine's Day propaganda. Wouldn't it mean more to just do something nice on a random day instead of when society says you should? Spread love every day, not just when it's more expensive to do so. I agree with the sentiment. Sure. But again, could literally be anyone. <laughs> it's not as bad as that one time but the tweet was, Happy Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, true. Uh... Who who is about spreading love? Yeah, tell me somebody. Uh, yeah, I would say that's actually that's almost a hint. Um, like this is a person who would would spread love. Uh, is it Mike Bennett? It is not is it Mike Maria Canellas. No. Oh damn it! Those are good guesses. That, was, that is their gimmick. So it's I neither thought. of them. It's a man who likes to spread love and his seed. It's Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. <laughs> This is a man. Who, yeah, he I, likes to spread love. Mm-hmm. He sure does. <laughs> what do you mean by that? He spreads his love around for sure. What do you mean? Nothing. Why? Yeah. Just yeah. I don't know. Why do we keep referencing this? And with that, does it come up every week? Let's move on to round number three. It does come up a lot. <laughs> round three. Fight. Justin, uh, the people spoke this week. They they made it known that they think you have better taste than me. It was choosing. close. It, 
was close, but you won. All. It was down to the wire. I'm Look, gonna... voting's still open. It could change back in your favor. I suppose that's true. You yeah. feel like 48 people have voted. That's probably most of our audience. Yeah, I feel point. like almost everybody has voted at this point. We appreciate it. Because, Justin, this week, like I said off the hop, we put out a tweet. Uh, given the pr- Here's the parameters uh, exactly as we read them. We drafted rosters while waiting for brunch for a new Fed. Imagine WWE does not exist, but today's wrestlers are out there in their exact form as you know them. Just as lesser-known indie guys, how would you build a a show from scratch? So what we did, Justin, is we then did a you-pick-one, I-pick-one draft system, would end it up, here's your team, okay, Mm -hmm. your show. Yes. Now, keep in mind, I did have the first pick. Correct, yeah, in which you took Kenny Omega. I did. Who could disagree with that being a great pick? Kenny Omega, John Cena, Braun Strowman, Andrade Cien Almas, and Big E Langston, or Big E. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a roster. It is. My team. Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Sami Zayn. Now, I feel like the people really had problems with two picks here. Yeah. And I, uh, the, the main reason I thought this would be a good round this week is that we could kind of explain ourselves. People hated that you took Big E. And most people, but some exceptions, hated that I took Bray Wyatt. Now, most pe- I can understand taking exception to the fact that you took Bray Wyatt with your second So pick. early, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the thing with Big E, we'll get to that in a little later. I, yeah. I thought it was a smart little steal. I love there. the Big E pick. Because pe- you have to think, Big E, you took ninth overall. Yes. I'm not going to say that's a steal, because there were some great guys who didn't I go. I definitely thought about taking him earlier and knew he would be available with my last which pick is what, and saved it. Which is what I should have done with Bray. But all of you chastising me for the pick, I, I would have Bray in my top five. If I get to pick how this guy's book, Bray might as well be the center of my show for a long time. Because the key thing that really lured you towards him was that you want mysticism and the supernatural if on you, your show. Which I do. And if you want supernatural and mysticism, who, who is a better pick than Bray Wyatt? Uh, some people said Finn Balor or uh, Kane, I think, were, were the two people that you could. Kane is so old, though. That's the thing. Can, can, you can't pick Kane in your top five now. You can't build a show around Kane. Balor, maybe, but does anybody think that Balor is a better talker than Wyatt? Like, I think everybody agrees Bray Wyatt is very good on mic, correct? Yeah. He just His promos go nowhere because he's talking about nothing, and we don't know what he's up to. Yeah, it's less, again, the Dolph Ziggler issue. It's less what he's doing and more what he's being told to do. Yeah, when I see Bray Wyatt, I see a talented guy. So why did you take Big E? I'll let you defend your pick that people sort of maligned. Uh, well, I had a strategy with my final two picks there. Oh, okay. I, I could have I taken a Japanese wrestler as well. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of felt like Kenny Omega, despite you know not being what he is right now, he's still kind of in that same sphere. The, the man has spent most, if not all, of his career basically in Japan. So I do feel like he is kind of a Japanese-bred star, even though he's Canadian. I hadn't thought of that, but he must be some sort of a draw to the Japanese. Exactly. Like promotion, I would exactly, think so. Which yeah, is yeah. why I didn't take uh, someone who would appeal to that crowd, because I kind of felt or... like I already had one sure. in Omega. It's also why I didn't take AJ Styles with my second pick, because I felt like I had two similar... That, like, as much as I would love to see Kenny and Styles in the same fed week yeah. after week and what a great feud it would be, it's too similar. To, right. To, like, it's, it's all, it would all be the same type. And I wanted a variety. I wanted to appeal to a global audience because one of the things that we talked about was that this is, like, w- drafting for the most successful company possible, which to me means... Oh, was it? I, I was just trying to make, like, the best show. Oh, 
I thought, <laughs> I guess we're make, changing the rules as we go. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, but I mean, how do you define best? Like, what's the best to watch or what's going to hit the most with a with a large audience? I guess mine was, what what would I want to go and watch? Okay. Uh, I thought I was thinking business here. Yeah, business-wise, you crush me. Because I was trying to cater to as many different markets as possible. That's yeah. why I took Andrade Cien Almas to be... My kind of uh, Mexican star. He was actually going to be my pick in that spot, not for Mexican stardom, but because he fucking rules. And people were like, uh, well, you guys didn't take any talkers. Zelina Vega can talk. Not only that, my team is exclusively talkers. Like, <laughs> Except if you, Brock. If you, if you get Zelina Vega, I get hit. That's hey, true. Man. That's true. My, I was like, when somebody said this, like, you guys didn't think of like that you have enough talk. It's like, what? Who can't talk on my team? <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt like mine was, was drawn for that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I took yeah catering to Mexican audiences. Sure. I wanted as much Some might call that pandering appeal as possible, and part of that also is recognizing the fact that WWE has never had a black world champion. Sure, and I am planning to correct that because Big E is going to be my heavyweight champion for the first year of my Fed. That is. Um, <laughs> I think this vote. I can hear the people voting for me. Yeah. I, can, I can hear the clip. Now, now I have. I so have, an entire year of Biggie as champion. You say? Yeah. Well, we're gonna open the the, the federation with probably a three month kind of introductory period where there is no champion at all. I like that. A tournament towards. Uh, crowning a champion, and my final is going to be Braun versus Biggie. One of the reasons well, I also great. drafted Biggie also is because I got some big boys. I got some big beefy hosses in Braun. Braun and Cena. Yep, and I need another guy who can run with them, and also be uh, you know someone who I think I can put in any sort of situation. They can be in a comedy program. For sure. They can be a serious ass kicker. They can do anything. They can be a kid's character. They can be an adult character. I think Big E is that, that he has that level of versatility. And I also feel like the people that criticized my pick on that front weren't kind of taking into account that, like, look – Biggie is very successful in the New Day, and the New Day obviously is something that sells a lot of merch and makes all three of those guys a lot of money. Yeah. But he, above all, is like in that group to his own detriment. Oh, yeah. He could yeah. be doing so much more. Yeah, of course. I, I, I liked the Biggie pick. I was surprised when people were, were coming back. So those are your plans for your title and your Fed. I yeah, just so, like to- so Biggie is going to beat Braun in the final. And Braun, before he has an opportunity to like stew on his loss, is going to be attacked by Kenny Omega. Okay, so a lot of there's a good fantasy booking going yes. forward. I, I wanna I wanna be clear, just so everybody knows, in my federation, my big idea, and don't steal this, okay? Okay, this is my idea. Okay, so I have Brock Lesnar, who is my first pick. Okay, I'm gonna have him hold the belt, but get this. He's only going to defend it, like, every now and then. <laughs> so everyone else is going to be fighting. And then Brock shows up, and he beats them and makes all the rest of the four guys look like total idiots. Uh, I don't know if it'll work. Why? It just seems like people might get bored of not having a champion. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> please. Don't be ridiculous. So, Justin, should we uh, now do uh, another trade season? Yeah, I feel like it was own? a lot of fun when we were doing the draft. Yeah. And maybe that should have been part of the show, basically, because people missed out on our yeah. discussions. Now, I should also clarify... We were a little inebriated. And, I was super baked. And probably the reason why you took Bray Wyatt so early is also the reason why we couldn't settle on uh, what we wanted to order for brunch. <laughs> because, like, whatever idea you had yeah. in the moment was, like, the best idea you've ever had. Yeah, Justin was going through the menu, and so I'd be like, oh, I'm definitely getting this. Then Justin would be like, these sound good. I'd be like, 
God oh, damn, those do that. sound good. It's like Donald Trump. Whatever the last <laughs> yeah. thing you heard was, was what you're going to do. Then that's what you take of that. So, so uh, Justin, take your, your, I guess, 10th or your 11th pick. Yeah, uh, in the sixth round, I am going to uh, take that Japanese star, oh, okay. unite the golden lovers, Kota Ibushi. Hey, Kota Ibushi. Yeah. I like that. That is not where I thought this where you were going. I'm happy for that. Uh, Ibushi, another, I guess, just versatile guy. Uh, he's going to give you good matches. I think he's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Mike the Miz Mazanzian. Oh, all right. The yeah, Miz. now you got a real talker in the mix. All right. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I just feel like he can, anytime I need a program that isn't for the title, uh, heat it up, he, he can be in it, and it'll get me something good. Okay. Um, I'm going to take in the seventh round here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a talker as well, and a guy who a lot of people were incredulous that we did not choose. Yep. Uh, and a guy who is not necessarily on, like, the Haas level to be able to run with my big, beefy boys. Sure. But certainly could be built up to be a credible threat. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly, you know, challenged and beaten Cena in the past. Right. Kevin Owens. That's a great pick. I Again, a little surprised he didn't go sooner in some ways. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, great pick. Uh, Justin, I think uh, I'm, I have another pick here people are going to hate. Okay. So I apologize. It's a contentious advance. choice. It definitely is, but I think the pairing with him and Brock is too many to ignore. Uh, I'm taking Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. That is something that they are apparently really actually looking at. At that, WWE? That Lashley is going to come back to WWE, and if Brock re-signs to a new contract after Mania, his first post-Roman program is Lashley. Is Lashley. Wow! Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I, I just when I watched Slammiversary this year, I, I I've always seen star potential in him. I think WWE did too. He's a much better heel than anybody thought he would be, and he's a good talker. So uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley is uh, coming along for the ride. That's a good pick. Thanks. That is a very good pick. Um, hmm. Uh, how many choices do I have left? Three, Three more choices. Three more options. That's here. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I kind of have an idea of who I'm going to take then unless you take someone instead. Uh-oh. Now, we were criticized for sexism, for not taking any women. Oh, yeah, but that's but only because women's wrestlers suck. But if I take one woman, do I have to take a second one? Yes. Of course. What, they're going to feud by themselves? Well, you could just bring in some local talent. How about for the sake of this discussion where we don't have women's rosters because we only have 10 people? Okay, because, yeah, I was tempted to draft Sasha Banks. But uh, in the absence of a women's division, just know that I wanted to draft Sasha. Yeah, it was me that put the hard kibosh on it. Exactly. Sexist Josh over here was like, big no on women's wrestling. You're keeping it Japanese style. The feds stay (laughs) separate. Yeah, they should... Ah, there. Ah, forget it. Yeah, we'll do a women's draft another time. I oh, guess that sounds great. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go more than four picks. Who? Okay, in the eighth round, yeah. I'm going to take another guy who I was tempted to take at the fifth spot, and I'm kind of surprised he's still available to me because he's just adding to my collection Shit. of big beefy boys. Oh, okay, I am taking. Rusev. Don't don't no no. Oh man, I was wondering when Rusev would go. Now, did you have? Can you explain why you think Rusev went this late? Uh no, not really. I think I can. Yeah, and it's ultimately that we still don't have like that Rusev match. Rusev, I think, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think he's truly best served as a comedy character. It's one of the rare guys I would say that about. I like Rusev best when he's being funny. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that's why he went late. But I think he's amazing, is, is I think. And he can obviously do both as well, because oh. everybody wants him to be a babyface right now, and he's clearly demonstrated over the years a very capable heel. No question. Uh, everybody else on my roster needs to get ready to get kicked in the head, because Alistair Black has joined the, f- oh, the fray. Well done. Uh, I think there's a segment of the wrestling fan that uh, saw themselves in CM Punk and sees themselves in Aleister Black, the the tattooed uh, sort of anti-authority guy. Really, what segment of the wrestling fandom me. are you talking about? That's me. About? Yeah. yeah, me. Yeah, I'm talking about me. Okay, <laughs> but I do think that there is no. Like, I I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah. That like clearly, they're like you know. CM Punk was so popular and successful, not just because he was so good on the mic and so good in the ring, but that, like, his just, uh, maybe not the straight-edge lifestyle necessarily. No, but, like... Uh, or kind of maybe the asshole-ish way he sure. carries himself at times. But there's certainly something about being kind of an alternative personality, I think which is it. rare within the WWE system. Exactly. That's better than I could have ever said it. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. Um, hmm. All right. Oh, I have some tough choices here. Yeah, we don't have a lot. You got two guys left, or, or girls in your case. Hmm. Go. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to even tease who I'm thinking about, because then maybe you'll take Right, them then you want to save yeah, them for last. Is, we got to be super secret here. I'm surprised you haven't taken Balor yet, or is uh, it just that you know I'm not going to take it? I'm surprised that neither of us has taken any of the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys. Well, stay tuned. And with that, I'm going to take Seth Rollins. I figured that uh, Seth would be entering the fray here. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna write him down. Can I get one more pick after this? That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're going to put the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. together? No. Nope. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. I this. can't. Uh, Justin, this one's tough for me. I, my, my body says I should take Dean Ambrose, but there's so much talent left on the table here. So I don't think I'm going to do it. Instead, I'm going to take a guy who I think can only do everything, and I, I'm going to go with Neville here. Okay. That's a great choice, actually. I was thinking about taking Neville at five when we were back at uh, the brunch spot. Yeah, Neville Neville does lack like a little star power. I recognize that, but I, I don't know what role I could ever need on the show that he wouldn't be able to fill in some capacity. Okay, fair. Good, good. I like it. So I, I like go it. Neville. All right. I'm going to take now uh, a, a gentleman who I, I, I was almost tempted to pass up because I want to take like a pure skill wrestler here with my final pick. And there's a couple guys who I have in mind. Okay. But I'm going to take the guy who I have called in the past the next Daniel Bryan. Which oh. I was criticized for saying that because that's an insult to both Daniel Bryan and the guy because he's clearly the first him. Did people get mad at that? Some people did, yes. Some people like our friend Jordan Ducharme. Anyways. Aye, uh, aye, aye. <laughs> he I meant, does I mean like... that in the sense that he is a pure white meat baby face yeah. who can lose a hundred times, and it will never impact the way the audience feels about him, and that is Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I, I figured the, as soon as... I, I like the heir to Daniel Bryan thing, not as a direct comparison. I do get the whole, like, he's the first Johnny Gargano, not the next Daniel Bryan. I, I get that. Yeah. But but it's also like, everyone knows that isn't what you mean when exactly. you say that. Uh, so you've got Gargano. Oh, that's a you've you've got Gargano and Almas, which means you can have that match on your show, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my final slot, I only left him to here because you're not going to take him. I'm taking Dirty Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson. Yep. Yeah, uh, there was a bunch of guys I was considering. Chad Gable was one of them. He would have been up there too. Uh, yeah. Uh, There's a few others. Uh, Roman I mean, we, Reigns. Neither of us didn't took go. Okada. Neither of us took Elias Naito. Yeah. Uh, but you have to think of what works in your Fed, right? Like if you, if I clearly this- had an eye towards hosses. Yeah. <laughs> 
Went a little overtime there, but the draft took some time. Eat it. So we're going to put that poll back up again with an expanded 10-man roster. And if you uh, but you can only vote you on your it. mind made up before, maybe this will change your mind. You can only vote on it if you're in the $100 Patreon tier, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. Was that fun? I hope people enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm curious if that made good podcasting. I liked doing it. Yeah. Which I think sometimes does translate to the show. So if I like doing something, uh, it's a good sign. If it was a disaster, please let us know. If it was just fine, um, you know, maybe keep that yeah. to yourself. Yeah, we don't want to know if it was just all right. Yeah, we... <laughs> Only if you loved it. Yeah. And if you hated it, don't don't tell the Top Marks Pod account on Twitter. Just at Justin Morris. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't me want know specifically. Yeah. Oh, we should. Uh, yeah. Before we get into questions here, Justin, I want to uh, plug both of our Twitters. That's at Justin Morris, uh, at Top Marks Pod for the show, and at J0SHC for myself. Uh, again, it's patreon.com slash Top Marks. And with that, let's jump into a couple listener questions. Yeah, we got some people writing in this week with some real tough ones to answer, but we'll see how we do here. Sounds like you looked at some of them, which I haven't, so oh, let's okay. hope she goes. Okay. Uh, Justin, our first question to us this week comes to us from at C, Brandon O'Connor on Twitter, and he asks, what is your favorite feud of all time that may not be big to anyone else, but holds a special place to you for some reason? Hmm. That's not big to other people is the tough one. You see, but who like, knows what that even means? Yeah, because the one that, like, my favorite feud maybe ever is, mm. is like, we've talked about this being my, my one of my favorite matches ever. Oh. And that's Foley versus Triple H. Yeah, who could? Who could? Two, early Raw 2000. I mean, it was on SmackDown also, but... Uh, people, I want to help you out here. People like to talk about just the Rumble 2000 street fight they have. That whole feud rules. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are magic together. The Hell in a Cell match at No Way Out is super awesome. It's also. fantastic. Uh, and there's that Raw segment you love so much. Well, there's a bunch of Raw segments. They have yeah. a bunch of brutal matches on Raw in the lead-up to both of those matches. It's just, like, such a great feud. But I'm trying to come up with, like, an unheralded feud. Like, one that does not get its due from back in the day. Sure. And it's tough because uh, a lot of wrestling then is not good. Yeah. Um. It's like here and there you find little pockets. Yeah, I don't know. I I really love the Kurt Angle versus The Rock feud, but I don't think... Oh, wow. No, I think that counts here. Yeah. I don't think of that as like one of Angle's like definitive feuds I or think anything. it's great for both guys. Yeah. They're both super funny in it. And yeah. And like the matches are very, very good. Angle wins the title for the first time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go with those two. I like that. Um, I'll, I'll take. I'll do a similar thing. There's a more modern one that I feel is a little unheralded is uh, Luke Harper and Dean Ambrose. Ooh, that was very good. I'm, I I I didn't know why it wasn't more beloved at the time. I felt like they were wrestling too much, but I loved all like literally all the matches. The one that like left the, the arena ambulance in the in they were in a jeep. Oh, was it a jeep? Yeah, yeah, where Dean's driving and and then they come back later. Uh, I just liked that whole feud. It was it, I felt like the IC belt was really fun at that period of time. Yeah, because Dean also had a really great feud with Kevin Owens shortly after. Right that. after, yeah, yeah. And, and that led into the Rumble that year, which was led to a great match. Yeah, so I, I liked Dean with the IC belt, and I, I liked those. Feuds. And yes, yeah, so I'll say for recently, Dean and Luke is something that I think about sometimes. Like, that was really fun. Uh, uh, I also, this is something that I've talked about quite a bit. It's just like this awesome moment of kind of the the undercard storylines smashing into each other. Sure, yeah. But when Miz versus Cesaro and Owens versus Zayn kind of collided, like literally collided yeah. during a pay-per-view. That is good. Uh, both of those feuds were good, and then when they got tied together, it was great, too. I mean, that's just a recent thing, though. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like my... 
legacy picks were better. <laughs> yeah, my and then my my older one is uh, Taz and uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh yeah, uh, man! It's it's something that when you watch the feud on, they have the TNN stuff on the network. I haven't gone back and watched it, but the matches are. Magical. They're, yeah, just they're, an insanely good feud. Those guys just have, like, Prime Taz was just tossing people around anyway, but I think he couldn't really do that to Bigelow, so it brings out just, like, this harder hitting style rather than just the, the human suplex machine. I like everything about that feud, so that's my answer. All right, this one comes to us from E Prime. Hello. Who asks, do we really need a fast lane fatal five way that might also just end up with a schmoz, including D Brian Shane? This just seems like an awful mess. Yeah, gosh, man. Um, I don't know what you do here. I mean, we did the round on Dolph Ziggler, so I don't want to expand on that too much. But no, I, I don't think this is a, a necessary thing. But I do I get that think you need a placeholder till Mania, too. So. I don't think Brian and Shane are involved in this. Yeah. I think I think this is where we see the full-on dissolution of Owens and Zayn, yeah. who over the last several weeks have been both like, you let me down. I let you down. You let me down. Um, and that's really going to come to a head. I mean, Sammy even said it last night. That's right, yeah. It's a fatal five-way. It's not a tag or handicap match. This is every man for himself, and I'm going to get mine. Yeah, when when you say need, uh, it, it just makes me feel like, you know, it, it's a mechanic to get to the next stage of Owens and Zayn. And this pay-per-view, like, locally for ticket sales and stuff was always being advertised as a five-way main event. Was it? It just originally oh. one of the guys of the five was like Shinsuke Nakamura, which led people to believe that Shinsuke was not winning the Rumble. And I think Orton was originally going to be in it as well. But I actually really like Orton right now in the U.S. picture. The hair is good. Yeah. I thought that whole segment with Jinder, even if Bobby Roode was kind of weak on the mic during it, was actually really strong. Yeah, I thought I thought Roode totally sunk that, that segment. But I thought Jinder – and again, I'm agreeing with you on Randy mm. Orton. But, but I really – there's something about Jinder where I'm, I'm kind of pulling for him in some weird way. Like, I recognize that he's the worst wrestler in the ring of those three. Yeah. But he's the one I'm most interested in of Rude Orton and him. Now, I would say that the only thing that's weird about this match is that it is AJ Styles against four heels. And we're supposed to be invested in, like, well, I the heels being at war with each other. I think the only reason that it's happening this way is that AJ Styles is going up against another babyface at WrestleMania. And so if we're going to get a babyface oh. versus babyface WrestleMania program, the champion first must overcome all, all of the heels, the heels in his, op- Shit, in, that's in his a, way. That's really good thinking. Uh, just our next question comes to us from our sponsor at Coca-Cola LLC. Oh. I am Coke now. And he asks, if you could insert Dolph Ziggler into a, res- a past wrestling moment and make it better, what would that be? Inserting Dolph Ziggler into a a past moment. Yeah, moment Dolph's, Dolph's all over the show this week. Yeah, he's here to show the world um, and make it better. Yeah. I mean, Dolph Ziggler in literally any of the matches that we watched at WrestleMania Five would have made that <laughs> entire... Like, if Dolph Ziggler was inserted yes. as the third man into literally every single match at WrestleMania Five, Everyone would be impressed. <laughs> every single one of them. To like an unbelievable yeah, degree. You would, you, history would reflect on Dolph as being, like, the greatest wrestler of all time. This innovator who paved the path for everything that came after. 
because oh my goodness, oh, I don't I don't have an answer. And he joins that. Run DMC for like the <laughs> WrestleMania Five Piper's rap Pit. song. Yeah, he's out there for Piper's uh. Pit with Morton Downey Jr. and Brother Love. Yeah, uh. Dolph, Dolph just put Dolph in every segment uh. of WrestleMania Five. I certainly don't have a better answer than that. Uh, but the one that came to mind for me is when they uh, filled up Vince's Porsche with concrete. Okay, have Dolph lying at the bottom <laughs> of the car. Okay. And then he dies because uh, he's covered in concrete. Okay. Oh, wait. I read this one. No, I do. Oh, okay. This one comes to us from Danger Boy at Danger B 83292523. Because Danger B 83292522 was taken. I'm not trying to tease you, Danger Boy, but, but like, how probably, did you It's probably hockey that? numbers. Or something like that. Oh, that's usually, I don't know. Okay, usually, so there there is some method to player that. numbers or, okay. or something of the of the sort. I got gotcha. He says, "Hey guys, love the show. Thank you." Which of the two Hang hashtag? On, can you pause. What? what? A nice thing to say in a question. I know, right? Ah, <laughs> thanks. Take the time to start us off with uh, you know buttering us up a little. I bit. feel bad for shitting on his day. <laughs> he says, "Hey guys, love the show. Thank you." Which of the two hashtag good friends watches more wrestling? Oh, I think right now you probably. I'm I've been watching a lot of New Japan World, so going into their yeah. archive a lot. I've also been watching a lot of old stuff on the network. In addition to watching the weekly WWE television every week, I don't know though. I feel like you do watch more in terms of like rare indie things. Like it's yeah, like as much as I wanted to be there for the Joey Janela interview. You were the one to do it because I wouldn't know. Oh, that's nice. Anything about that um, stuff, you know? I sort of go through ebbs and flows with it, I guess. I'd say right now you're definitely watching more than me, I think, because I'm not like really into something. Yeah, but you're the guy who's like watching deathmatch tournaments. That's right. Like... like, as soon as the Nick Gage Invitational happens, I'll watch that whole weekend. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't know. I would say roughly equivalent, right? Probably about equal. I'm, I'm probably in the lead right now. But yeah. It's certainly. I would probably, over the bulk of history, defer to you. When Flow Slam first came out, it was me. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm now watching Evolve and Progress and WWE. And, and Lucha because Brock watches yeah, Lucha. Yeah, and then my week. roommate watches Lucha Underground. So, yeah, I, I would say over the course of a year. Brock watches like CMLL and stuff too, doesn't Dude he? Dude just watches a. Mexican wrestling. That's he only crazy. watches Lucha Libre. He watches like... Stuff like the WWE pay-per-views and stuff. But, yeah, he loves loves Lucha Libre uh, to, like, an insane degree. It's really cool. Nice. Uh, our next question. Oh, you, you now. No, wait. I read this You one. read this I'm one. so off yeah, today. You're, it's because you're stuck on the idea that maybe Dolph Ziggler could be good. <laughs> you're still stewing on it. Los the Gobblers to America. You're coming around on it. No, that's what he should have done. He should have gone <laughs> yes. down to NXT. Yes. And Andrade should have taught yes. him to be tranquilo. Dude, there's how you get me back into him. <laughs> you should have said that during the round. <laughs> Just for our next question this week comes to us from your co-host over on Real Good Show, a fine podcast which I recommend you all listen to. But if you can only afford one of the Patreons... The choice is clear. Very clear. And even for you, because you're only split it two ways. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> from John Cullen, at Cullen the Comic on Twitter. And John asks, what is the Jim Benning getting extended equivalent for wrestling fans in the last five years or so? So for people who may not follow hockey, uh, like me, Jim Benning. Uh, the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. Very bad at his job in <laughs> most ways. Good in a couple of ways, but mostly bad. And uh, we were really looking forward to a change here. And he got a three-year contract extension. So how bad is this for like a? You're so I'm, Justin, I'm very upset. You work 
tangentially with the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'm a social media influencer in their influencer program, and I also work for their rights holder. Right, yeah, Which, okay. uh, I will say, a lot of my coworkers a lot more generally positive about all of this news than I want to be. Oh, really? I'm not saying that that's any sort of work directive, but maybe they just feel more cheery about it than I do. You're not saying... You're just saying. I'm just, no, I'm just presenting the fact that when people say house radio is in the tank, I work for house radio, I'm not in the tank. Rumor has it. (laughs) 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 Also, what's the wrestling equivalent? You know, uh, at Early 90s Pants, Daniel, uh, he replied to this tweet, Mm -hmm. and he said, every time TNA didn't get canceled (laughs) for the past four years. I think the equivalent (laughs) is kind of like what... Because what we're all looking forward to here now is that this current, this, like, the Triple H-ization of of WWE uh, in NXT and now 205 Live, like, we're all waiting for, like, I think a lot of us are are kind of resigned to the fact that we're just waiting for Vince McMahon to die at this point before, before, like, booking and, and, and the general philosophy of WWE can truly change for the better. And that Triple H would finally be handed the reins. But uh, I think maybe it might happen sooner than we think because he might go off and focus a lot on this XFL thing. Sounds like that might be. And turn it over to Triple H a lot sooner than we think. Now, I think that this would be like uh, the XFL is about to like kick up hardcore and the dirt sheets have been whipping us into a frenzy for like months on end about the baton passing to Triple H is finally happening. And then Vince decides that. He can't leave his baby alone, and he's not going anywhere. He hires somebody here, for XFL. And he's here to stay, and, and he's here for another 10 years. I'm living to 120! Exactly. Uh, not being as familiar with the analogy, what comes to mind here is just that we're getting Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the second time, even though nobody wanted it the first time. Uh, I don't know how well that comparison draws to, to Jim Benning, but I felt like, uh, yeah, people don't want it, and it's happening. So I'm going to say Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, too. But uh, this is a world that I, I don't have the groundedness that Justin has with the source material to accurately uh, draw a good comparison. Oh, good. Thank you. I think you. you did well. Justin, do you want to hit me with a question? I do. This one comes to us from our favorite listener, Scoots Bro. <laughs> is that his name? He changed his <laughs> username to really take advantage of this system. Uh, he says, hashtag good friends, love is in the air. Assuming all WWE superstars are eligible, who is your bachelor or bachelorette to go on one date with? Oh! And who would you not want to go with? Okay, uh, so so I'm a heterosexual in real life, mm-hmm. but I might I might pick a guy and a girl because like personality plays into this, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't actually go on a date with, let's say, Eric Young because. I don't want to have yeah. sex with them, but I think we'd have a lot of fun hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, I'll say Eric Young on the men's side because I think we have a, a good crossover of common interests. How about for you? On the men's side, I'm going to go with Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's a great one because too. he just in the, the the way he is with Kota Ibushi. You know, he seems like a very caring yeah. person, and then we could spark up that kind of will they, won't they sexual tension as well will they won't they they will but when will they look i might be into it (laughs) the world's are dope in it valentine's day love is in the air yeah if kenny omega was like hey bud i would be like you know it's a good story at the very least and you know what that's what this golden lovers thing has been Ah. a very good story yeah amazing uh (laughs) and then for the the ladies Paige seems to have questionable taste in men which makes me think she might be into me so so (laughs) Paige. 
Paige comes to mind, but also uh, Brie Bella seems like a real sweetie and like is totally down with Daniel Bryan being like, let's live in a shed. Mm-hmm. So The only problem is she's also married. But he said, for the sake of this discussion, ah, they're all eligible. Everyone is eligible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, my my mind either Brie Bella or Paige. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Brie or with uh, uh with Paige to go on a date. Okay. Kind of edgy. I know she likes rock and roll. Uh, loose with the liquor. Uh, Paige and I probably have some fun. Okay. Uh, I think the most fun answer is Alicia Fox. Oh yeah. Because just from like her presence on like Total Divas and everything, which is probably an exaggeration, just like her presentation on television is kind of like a a long running rib on her as a performer as well uh like i'm sure she's like a normal person kind of underneath it all but i feel like that it would like have the most high drama i could see that potential for like (laughs) kind of uh, a roller coaster relationship i just want to say i would watch the fuck out of an episode of total divas with you and alicia fox on a date (laughs) i would i've never watched that show you could not – I would watch it live. I would be so in- – I, I couldn't watch that show any harder. Okay, okay. If I could only watch one thing for the rest of my life, they're like, you could either watch everything else or you could watch this episode of Total Divas with your g- hashtag good friend Justin Morissette and Alicia mm. Fox on a date. Mm-hmm. I would pick the latter. Okay, well, my real choice is Sasha Banks. Um, Attractive lady. She's very much so, yes. And also just someone who seems really cool. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we could have uh, a really – good deep chat about like uh, our emotional connection to wrestling and like yeah. the 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 people who like have really pulled on our hearts over the years yeah yeah i like all those answers yeah uh just our next tweet oh this is a big one it comes to us from at book of blue who apparently we missed two of his qu- or he asked a question and then he and then he was like, "Just answer the one from the week before." And we don't, but we, we, we but don't we, dig deep enough in the mentions to do that. Well, not only that, we we talked about Coachman and Rosenberg on that yeah. episode. But here we are answering his question, because winning him he's back, feuding with us. Oh yeah, we're in a feud. He's extremely angry that we've been ignoring him. Can I say something mean about him? Sure. Hey, just just enough. <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> Would you stop? Uh, Justin Jim Benning, appreciator at Book of Lube, says. If I were to abandon Top Marks while holding the belt and jump ship to a rival podcast, what would Top Marks do to save face? Because I'm going to do this. Okay. Uh, he never appeared on our show again because um, <laughs> he died. Oh, uh, killed him? Of uh, an inflamed butthole. Oh, oh yeah. whoa, you are feuding. His ass became so inflamed that oh. uh, he just died from it. Oh, man, yeah. should I say he something He was, like, dragging too? his butt on the carpet like a dog ah. for, like, two weeks beforehand, and then he just died. This guy's just a canine to me. <laughs> that's why That's why he's never been on our show again. Uh, but he had the top belt, so, you know, <laughs> it's uh, that's how he got the inflammation, I guess, was carrying the belt around. His ass just couldn't handle it. <laughs> Here's, okay, here, here, watch. He was writing checks with his mouth that his ass couldn't Liter- cash. Literally couldn't cash. <laughs> uh, I would, I would uh, ask him nicely to keep listening. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I'd do. Yeah. Uh, we could also say that he <laughs> went to another planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But he needs, we need the belt. I mean, I, we just make a new belt. No, just on that attitude, we'll never get over. We but, can make uh, a new belt and say that the one that he has is the replica, well, and the you one s- that we have is the real one. Well, can you just read the next question? This one comes to us from <laughs> Fruits Are Edible. He says, Hey, Craig. Is Braun hurt by not having a legit finisher? Should he have a submission finisher, like one where he tries to rip a dude's arm or leg off? Or what would you name his potential finishers? 
Uh, much love to, to Fruits Are Edible for this question. Uh, I, I, okay, do you remember when Braun debuted, his finisher was a submission. It was yeah, that standing was the, arm triangle it choke. Was the, yeah, the bear hug choke. That's right, yeah, from behind, he wraps him. Uh, I, I don't know if Braun is hurt by that, but I would... I don't love the power slam as Braun's finisher. I think it looks great when he does it, but like it just doesn't strike me as a finisher for some reason. Maybe because it was one of those that was in rotation. He was using a few for a while. Do you remember he this? He had like a reverse choke slam, the, for a which is while. awful. Uh, How are you going to call it a choke slam when you grab the guy by his neck? It doesn't choke him. Yeah. Uh, so he had the reverse choke slam, the standing arm triangle choke, the power slam. Was I kind of like the standing arm triangle choke so because like it was fun watching guys just go limp in his arms. And if you recall, I thought dudes the- really sold it. Ro- Very well. Roman and Dean both. Exactly. Like who just I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, he shook Dean after that, and Dean just because Braun Strowman is strong enough that if you're a small enough guy, you can just go limp and not support yourself. Shaking him around like a damn rag doll. It was awesome. So I don't know if he's hurt not having one, but I'd be totally down for him to reintroduce the standing arm triangle. I mean, it seems like his finisher is just you know crushing guys underneath huge things he can carry. Yeah, which which is you know certainly works. Uh, I'm not complaining. I, I don't think Braun's hurt by anything. We talked about it last week. The guy can do literally anything. And that's I think you've you've hit on sort of the the most important part of Braun, right? Like it, it, I'm not saying he's above having a finisher or anything of the sort, but ultimately I'm not all that hurt. Justin, we have to fly through these next two because I have to leave in seven minutes. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Super Fan Blair Pachiko. I've only recently subscribed to New Japan World. I've always been familiar with some of the top names, Okada, Bullet Club, and Naito, but what are some matches from the past that you would recommend from the past few years? Uh, Osprey versus Ricochet is for sure one of them. Ricochet versus Kota Ibushi is for sure one of them. Good one. Uh, hmm. I'll throw in, um, I think it's at Power Struggle, uh, Will Osprey again versus Marty Skrull. Ibushi versus Naito, which I think was in the G1 last year. Yep, that was in the G1 was last year. Excellent. Really good. And, um, uh, oh, 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 we talked about it earlier. Minoru Suzuki versus AJ Styles. G1 Climax. Awesome match. Uh, and then how about one with a show tie-in? Uh, I think it's Kato and Jado versus Daniel Bryan and Curryman tagging. Oh, right on. So, And that match is great. The second half is really fast, really fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like other matches that I've watched recently. And... I just went on a kick where I watched like a ton of Ibushi matches, and like you can't go wrong no, if you just yeah. type in Kota Ibushi, or better yet, go to Wikipedia, mm. look up Kota Ibushi, take the Japanese symbols for his name, copy and paste them from the name bar oh. of Wikipedia, uh, and then paste them into the search bar of New Japan World. You will pull up like all of the pertinent main big matches that Kota Ibushi has had, and you can just watch as many as you want, and I guarantee you they're all good. Yeah, uh, I think those are all some great recommendations. But uh, in particular, Ibushi versus Ricochet is so awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah. that's it's uh, from like four years ago. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin, our final question this week just came in. It's uh, in under the wire. Uh, I, I, I guess we're going to answer it. It comes to us from Doug Crap, Crap. at Lorenzo Meow, who asks, how are you guys doing? It's <laughs> a good question. And I, I think that's a nice way to finish the show. Yeah, it's nice. On it. uh, you know, I thought I was going to be doing better than I am because uh, I thought you would really, like, concede some ground in the Dolph Ziggler round. <laughs> we're still still sad about that, eh? But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, he sucks, bud. Uh, uh, how about besides yeah, you before? Know what? I'm also now seeing that Mike Noble played both sides. He said, I think Justin had a convincing point. I also think Josh isn't wrong either. Pick a side, yeah, Mike. Yeah, have a spine. What the fuck? 
What it's, the fuck, Mike? It's like God said, be cold or be hot. Do not be lukewarm. Exactly. Uh, how am I doing? Uh, I'm kind of down in the dumps lately. I could be better, but, uh, I you think know. We're, we got a nice pick-me-up coming up here. What's and that? that? ECCW announced last week oh, that the yeah, big headliner yeah. in the oh, main event oh. of their 22nd anniversary match at the Hard Rock is Cr- none other than Christopher Daniels. A.K.A. Curry Man. Yeah, versus versus uh, Ravenous Randy, who yeah. seems on the upswing right now. New entrance, new entrance theme. I'm stoked for that casino show. I think we're going to be doing, doing a, a preview war show games for it. match for it too. Now they're calling it war games. And listen, I love ECCW. I'm probably a- just going to be war games rules inside one. ring. It's in one cage. steel cage and one ring. Yeah, I've confirmed this. Oh, really? So. I don't know if you can call that working. But they're probably going to like be releasing people intermittently. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're doing their best within the confines of the venue that they're working. I'm still super stoked for the show. Uh, but yeah. Look, like we interviewed uh, Joey Janela last week. We're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can score something with Curry Man because it feels like <sighs> Destino that this has ah, to happen. Nice. I- I've both tweeted at him and emailed him. So, uh, fingers crossed. How are yeah. you doing? I'm uh, overall doing good. Nice. I, I mean, I'm in a weird spot as far as money goes in that um, some of my paychecks have bounced recently, and one of my jobs is just not paying me at all, and you yeah. can you can uh, decide uh, which job that is. But, I know uh, about the situation, so I, I, won't I, say I don't really want to get into it beyond that, but uh, I've worked a lot. Uh, as of, like, Friday night, I had worked 20 of the previous 21 days, and so to finish that stretch and still be drowning in money problems because your jobs aren't paying you properly was uh, extremely demoralizing. So it was a difficult weekend. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, beyond that, outside of that, I couldn't complain about anything. My life's going great. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. Uh, that does it for this week's episode of Top Marks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> real happy one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was all right. Uh, did you? Uh, oh, oh, here I'll say something I, I liked this week. Yeah. And on a happy note, I'm reading the DC comic series Doomsday Clock, and I am loving it. Okay. Holy cow! It's uh, the Watchmen and Batman universes colliding, and uh, I'm I'm absolutely loving that. Well, I'm gonna say that there's one thing that people out there can do to cheer me up this week. Tell them, and that's head on over to the iTunes store. Yeah. And rate and review our program. Give us a five star review, Please. or not. You know, be honest, whatever you feel. I disagree. And write a review also. Don't <laughs> just rate it. Review it too. We love seeing the reviews. Makes it us really happy. Uh, cheers us up quite a bit, bolsters our moods, and also bolsters us in the iTunes rankings and algorithms over there. Let's people uh, at iTunes know that people are listening to our show, that our show is important, and they should tell more people about it. Also, you could just tell people about our show also. Of course. If you can't get to the iTunes store or whatever, you don't know how to navigate the podcast app because you're a giant dummy, no problem. Tell some people. You know wrestling fans. You watch wrestling with other people tell them tell and, them. A, and again in the next week or so patreon.com slash top marks you can look forward to our wrestlemania Whoa. 5 review show <laughs> where i mean we did throw out some spoilers that it was not a good show i'm gonna say that this i, I mean maybe i'm biased i think it's a bonus episode worth listening i to for it. sure think it is also so i uh, look forward to that and until then i think we should probably close out with some advice for the people my advice is the same as it often is justin it's to be hot be spicy taste great because you're curry man titus worldwide I mean, no time for banter this week. Parking's up in two minutes. Yeah. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, bud. I kissed him, folks. I kissed him. (laughs) You got me a big old kiss. Oh, get my jacket.
Titus Worldwide!